Hello, we're back with another CMO Convo, the CMO Alliance podcast where we pick the brains of leading marketers and CMOs around the world on how to enhance the role of CMOs and marketing as a whole. Today, Janet Danefeld is taking us through 360 degree marketing solutions. What are they? Why are they important? And how you can go about building one for yourself. Hi, Janet. Welcome to CMO Convo. How are you doing today? Good. Nice to see you, William. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Um, it's going to be an interesting conversation today, something that's very relevant to um, CMOs. We're talking about 360-degree marketing solutions and how you build that kind of process. Uh, but before we get to that, um, maybe you take us a bit through your, your professional background and your, your current role as CMO. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jono Danifeld. Uh, I'm the CMO of Trapo Asia. Uh, we are basically the fastest growing car accessories company in Southeast Asia with presence in Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and Thailand. Um, we've been growing like 5x since uh, the moment I joined Trapo in the last two years. Um, a little bit about myself, I have uh, around 12 years of experience in digital marketing, uh, working in international level. I think that the agency side, which I was doing before joining uh, Trapo and also on the company side. Uh, I'm originally from Romania. A fun fact about me, I've been living uh, uh, for about five, six years in Southeast Asia and at the moment I'm in Malaysia. So the, you mentioned you've had uh, agency side and, and company side. Has that given you a certain philosophy you bring to the CMO role? Is there a certain way you approach marketing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Background? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I think that uh, I know how to speak with both parties, right? Um, um, I know that what the agency is looking for and how to basically to brief the agency in case, uh, even if I'm talking, the majority of the agencies that I were actually working with are the development agencies and I know how, what to get from them and how to squeeze, let's say, everything from them. Um, and also on the company side, because I understand what are the requirements and I'm thinking I'm putting myself all the time in the kind of like the client shoes. I think which is really super important, right? You need to put yourself as a, as a client, as a customer, right? Uh, is that message that you're delivering? Is that visual that you're doing? Is that email that you're doing? Is that campaign that you're doing is actually going to be appealing? Yes or no? If it's not appealing, let's. How can we simplify it? Because something that we seen also in Trapo, for example, we tend to go too much into features and less to benefits. Um, I remember when uh, I was actually looking today on uh, interview when uh, Steve Jobs was basically launching the iPod, right? It was not talking about the features, right? Where you had so many generations of iPods from different companies, but what Steve Jobs was basically saying is that here is the little version of a device that can store up to a thousand songs in your pocket. So that was a, everybody was like, oh, wow, it actually makes sense. Yeah. So this sort of broad perspective that you have, it probably comes in quite useful when it comes to building these 360 degree yeah. marketing solutions. Um, before we go into the actual process building, maybe it makes sense to sort of define what is a 360 marketing solution? Because it's, it's one of those buzzwords that gets thrown around quite a yeah. lot. But what, what did they actually look like? And what makes them different from omni-channel solutions, for example? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So 
It's true. It sounds like a buzzword, but basically, how can you create a marketing campaign that integrates perfectly with all with? And I'm talking here probably from a perspective of an e-commerce company. How can you define that sales funnel from a person that doesn't know anything about your business to somebody that is visiting your website, is taking the action, is adding a product to cart? and is buying the product and after this, how can you incentivize you to become a promoter of your business? So it's a little bit of a mix between the inbound marketing philosophy and also all of the tools that kind of we are connecting together. So we are using tools for email marketing, which is for example, the digital, we are using a tool for the loyalty scheme, which is loyalty lion. Um, we are using a tool for, for example, for the review, which is Okendo. Our main e-commerce platform is Shopify. Every time that I was searching for a new tool to come into the place, means that every single tool needs to be connected one to another. And also why I'm saying a 360 degree integrated solution, because the customer is basically in the center of all of your marketing actions. And he's basically attracted and pinpointed at the moment that is arriving from one channel is basically taking through the entire sales funnel and is receiving the, the message from multiple uh, tools and channels. So to give an example at the moment that is visiting the website is already receiving a push notification is receiving also ads on Facebook and Google. Uh, the moment that is adding a product into the cart or is not even adding a product to cart, is visiting a product page, is going to already receive an email. He bought something, is going to receive a message from the loyalty system saying, hey, you have so many points. Here you can use them for another purchase. He is receiving an email, for example, from the um, for the Okendo from the review system, leave a review and you're going to get some points which are basically connected to the loyalty uh, system, right? So that's the idea behind the 360 degree um, marketing and integrated marketing solution. If I would kind of like summarize it, I would say that every single tool that you're, you're going to use needs, needs to be interconnected and the customer is in the center of your actions, of your marketing actions. So, so there's a lot of different moving parts involved. Um, I, mm. I imagine getting all these systems integrated together can be quite quite difficult, uh, especially if you're starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, what are, what are the benefits of this kind of approach? Like, what like, as opposed to sort of a traditional marketing funnel approach? What what are the benefits of having this sort of immersive experience for a customer? So, I think that the why we actually started to do let's let's take one step behind first of all um i was going probably from the goal um and the goal was that before um using shopify we were actually using wordpress which was kind of like a clunky not friendly not scalable solution so we were like okay let's use shopify let's shift a little bit to shopify i like to call it uh, WordPress is a little bit like Android. Shopify is a little bit like Apple, you know, like simple plug and play and result, uh, really user friendly. And from there, we were like thinking, okay, what kind of tools do we want to use and why we want to use them? So the main, main benefit and focus for us is to actually to increase conversions. So that's, if I'm speaking like in the ultimate objective, right? We want to increase the conversions. So the moment that we wanted to increase the conversions, we were thinking like, what are the tools and what are the channels that we want to increase the conversions? And 
we wanted to map up really clearly the entire user journey. And that's something that we discovered based on data on the previous data. And also with at the moment that we basically launched the website, we already knew what, what we wanted to do. And um, at the moment that we realized that, okay, here are the problems, we kind of like alterated and we did a lot of A-B testing from there. Did, did you have like certain things you prioritized when you were approaching that with, with the, the problems that you were addressing or was it just a general, because it's a 360 degree, you just go everywhere mm -hmm. at once or do you, did you narrow down on specific problems first and solve those issues? We actually looked on the, uh, we actually looked on pillars. Uh, we knew that we have, we need to, from the top funnel, we want to attract the visitors to the website, right? How, what are the channels there? And we realized that it's, for example, Facebook or, or Google ads, right? Two different networks with two different intentions. Um, Facebook is purely interest. Uh, uh, Google ads is purely uh, search based, right? Intent based. At the moment that it arrives to the website, okay, what are the things that are going to hook up the customers or the visitors to actually browse the website, stay longer, not to have a bounce rate. Um, and we realized that, okay, it is a loyalty system because it's going to get an incentive points, meaning points in order to create an account. At the moment that is going to create an account, he's going to have a discount. If, for example, is not creating an account, what can we do in order to actually bring him back to the website. So we realized that we have a, we need an email marketing uh, system in place, like a professional marketing email tool. Um, MailChimp was not working for us. That is why we switched to the digital. It's creating all sorts of funnels that are helping us to drive more traffic and re actually re-engage with the customers. At the moment that we arrived to, okay, to the purchase and where we, we realize that, okay, probably they're dropping in Etucard. We basically use, for example, heat maps. It's a, such a simple tool, for example, for people to understand how the user behavior is happening. It's a little bit like James Bond. At the moment that you plug the code, you can actually see the recording. Uh, I saw it, I remember when I was back in my career and even now in trouble when I started to implement it, people were like, oh, wow, is it legal? And I was like, yeah, of course it's legal. I mean, like, I'm not seeing any numbers. I'm not seeing any credit cards. I'm basically seeing what are the users doing and why are they not clicking? At the moment that somebody was buying, that is why we were like, okay, similar to Amazon, um, I don't know, uh, booking.com and other websites, we need a review is the simple human psychology that people are going to buy at the moment that we're going to see that other people are trusting. So that is why we were going for Okendo. And Okendo and Loyalty Line, they were like having like a love relationship and they were basically connecting to each other. And also, for example, Loyalty Line was creating actually connecting with uh, the digital so we can actually create an automatic code. So you see that everything is kind of like one piece is kind of like falling to another. Um, I can tell you also the process that we were basically really happy and why we choose tool A compared with tool B is customer support. Every single tool that I was going, I don't know anything about this tool. How can we fast pace this process of learning? And I was asking for the account manager, right? So the account manager is basically helping you to stay, hold your hand, even if it doesn't matter if you're a CMO or a marketer, marketing person, is basically going to help 
hold your hand and is going to show you, okay, what are your objectives? How can you use our platform to basically uh, reach those objectives? And I, I suppose that's a good lesson for, for, for yourself as well. Like when you're building a service, if you're attracted mm -hmm. to services that have better customer support, then you're going to build customer support into your own services and your own offerings in a similar way. Um, so I suppose we've talked a bit about like the core components, but and, and how you sort of built on that. Do you do you feel you have a 360 degree marketing solution now, or is there still more to be added? Like, is it is it an ongoing process? Is it ever finished? The 360 degree marketing process. It's a super interesting question. Uh, if I would be realistically, yes, we have it. If I see flaws in the system, probably. But flaws in the system is that it's a principle in life that I have lifelong learning, right? You can you need to kind of like continuously to learn and to adapt. Um, we are constantly looking, I think that, that the power is in the data and that's something that you don't need, uh, for example, me, I'm a, I'm a super creative person, right? I'm not a, I'm a uh, data analyst or a person that knows really well to read the data, but I arrived, I think that as a CMO, as a marketing person, you really need to have a, some sort of extent of understanding the data. So we are looking with to all of the data, we're looking at the entire data and we kind of like understand what are the problems and we're constantly improving the process and the, the, the flow, you know, and we are doing a lot of A-B testing. And I think that the key on A-B testing, because that's what, why I'm saying that is a constantly long life learning, is that every single A-B test that we're doing, we're doing it in a simple, incremented manner, meaning that the problem that I'm seeing is that you're testing too many things at the same time and you don't know what is working. We are doing simple, simple A-B tests like title, length of the message, creative on a smaller scale and after this it goes to the live. So when it, when it came to integrating these new solutions as well, um, was, there, was there any issues with sort of retraining? Like, so, like people on your team, they might have been used to certain processes. Like was it, was it tricky getting everyone up to speed on these new changes you were making? Yeah, uh, your question makes me laugh because I remember uh, I remember the beginning when I was coming uh, in the company and I was like, let's use that tool and that tool and that tool. Uh, there is a process, okay? Um, there is a process, especially I can tell you from my perspective from living here in Southeast Asia. Um, not to sound in any different way, but people are kind of like reluctant to new tools. And realistically speaking, it's probably everywhere, you know, like when you have a new guy is coming, is taking a position and is saying that you should use this tool for this and this tool for this and this tool for that. It's taking people outside of the comfort zone and it needs some sort of learning pace. I can tell you that in the beginning that we were investing in so much money in all these tools and we realized that some of them, were people that are not actually using them. So... Something that I've been saying all the time, a tool is going to sh uh, show the return of investment at the moment that the people that are going, uh, people that are going to use it, right? So what we basically did, we set up meetings with leaders of the departments and the account managers. And I had a conversation with the account managers of that specific tool. And I told them that, hey, this person, Will, is from, let's say, from customer support. Here are his challenges. 
and show me case studies or show him case studies of other companies, how they are using it, make it as easy as possible and make them understand that is actually going to save them time. And I think that was something that it was really working at the moment that we actually made them understand that, okay, this tool is not to complicate your life, but is actually going to help you to basically makes making your job much easier, right? And that was probably, it was working, but it was a process. It was a process. It was a solid month, a couple of like, I think like half a year. And we actually did some tools down the way. Um, tools are great, in my opinion, once again, the ones that I was coming, but it happened to be not basically, the response was not there and we had to close them down. So this, this, these retraining processes, like, did, did that require any kind of like buy-in from um, from like the CEO, for example? Did you have to sell to them this idea that we're going to have to have a bit of downtime, we're going to have to do some retraining, um, or was it or was it just all just a very like un, a very understood process? Like, did they know that this was like, this was going to happen, or did you have to to sell that idea? I I have to sell. I mean, like you as the CMO of the company, you need to sell every single idea. It doesn't matter if you're in this position. Um, something that I've been saying to all of the departments and all of the stakeholders that I'm working in the company is not my way or no way. Uh, I think that you really need to be quite flexible in the sense of understanding what are the people needs and you need to sell it and explain them why this should happen. But you should also have an, an ear for their problems and why they don't want to use it uh definitely it was a selling process no question in my mind but but that was the reality so it also sounds like you, you've got like a good understanding of all the different components do you have do you, do you consider yourself an expert at all the different components is that something a cmo needs to be when building these kinds of solutions like do you have to understand every single nut and bolt that goes into the different components of your marketing solution or can you delegate that kind of responsibility um, I think you as the CMO, you need to have a certain understanding of why is it working, why we should use it, an understanding on the tool uh, and components from a perspective of um, a helicopter point of view, but you really need to, you really need to learn to delegate. Um, I can tell you is that, for example, I, I'd like to consider myself an email marketing expert, but probably someone in my team, the person in my marketing team that is handling day-to-day -day email marketing is much more as an expert than me. Um, the ones that are, for example, using some other tools, for example, Facebook ads, right? It's not even a tool, but let's call it for the sake of tool or the Google ads. I consider myself a Facebook and Google ads uh, specialist or expert, but the person that I'm working with is actually much better than me. And that's, I think, that the key role of the CMO is to actually to supervise and to give the direction and the scope and the vision and the goal and to basically look on the process and look on the details but the implementation needs to happen they need to have trust in your team so you're, you're like you're like the architect and that your team are the, oh, I love the, the building yeah i love i love this word i'm going to take it i'm, I'm like the architect yeah <laughs> definitely i like to consider my like the architect yeah yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a good phrase, I think, when it comes to this kind of thing, because you you've got this map out and you've got like the end goal that you've you you can't build something without showing everyone else what the end goal is. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just say like go off and build this wall for me. Like you say, this is the wall. This is what the wall's going to do. This is why mm -hmm. that wall is important. It's going to like support certain structures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
so you don't need to be aware of how every single component works, but it's more about how it fits together. Yeah. And does that, and that apply, that must apply to other departments as well. Cause you're not just building a marketing solution in a vacuum. You've got to be able to make sure it integrates with your sales department, your product department, your CTO needs to know what's going on. Yeah. How, how difficult is that to do when it comes to building these kinds of solutions like is it difficult getting everyone on board and getting everyone understanding of how things integrate and how things fit together yeah i think that as i said it's it's a process is definitely a sales process and um what i was basically at the moment that i was going for or i was searching for different tools I was going to leaders of each department because realistically speaking, for example, our organization is around, I remember when I was joining, it was like around a hundred people. Now we are like 300 people, right? It was impossible to talk with every single person, Mm -hmm. but I was talking with the key stakeholders, the ones that I know that they are, um, they are delegate, they are um, coordinating that specific department. And I was trying to basically to understand, okay, what are their problems? Uh, what are they trying to solve? What issues they have? At the moment that I understand all of these problems and issues and frustrations and challenges, then I was basically coming with a solution. And I was kind of like mapping everything together in order to find something that is connecting with different departments and also with my marketing efforts. To give you an example, um, I think that we have a really kick-ass customer support team. Not saying that I'm, because I'm working for Trapo, but it's actually the reality. I mean, like our response rate is anything between one and two minutes, which is, I think a little bit mind-blowing. It happened to me to go to, to buy a product on different companies and I had to wait for hours or the next day or for a couple of minutes. It happens on Amazon, right? And I realized that, okay, we know based on the data that a customer is arriving at least, I would say, anything between three and seven times in order to make a purchase. The average interaction on the chat is anything between two and three times in order to make a successful buy. If I can shorten that time, and I can find a platform that connects with everything, with Facebook, with Instagram, with email, with the chat from the website. And people are not uh, in the customer support is not toggling through different windows and tabs and so on. It's basically going to save them a lot of time. And at the moment that I present them the solution, they were like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it, right? <laughs> um, and I, I basically solved the problem. And that tool is basically connecting also with my email marketing campaign. So I kind of like try to put, fill some blanks and loopholes here and there. And having that sort of like one-stop shop solution as well also means that the data you're collecting is going to be more reliable. You're not getting data from different sources. Like you've got all the data in one place. You can compare yeah. it more easily. Um, so is a 360-degree marketing solution possible for any stage company like your, your trapper is fast growing you just said it's a fairly large company 300 um, workers and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know exactly how big your, your marketing department is but like can kind of one-man marketing say in like a startup situation is it possible to have a one-man 360 degree marketing solution 
Well, in, in, in the end of the day, anything is possible in life. And uh, I remember when we basically started, we were like a much smaller, smaller company. And the reason of why we did this 5X was basically because of this approach. I'm not like saying that that's the only reason, uh, uh, but um, it's definitely possible. But you really need to understand where actually you're allocating the resources and where are the, the customers um, spending their time. Uh, the problem with so many tools, I mean, like probably, let's say, the tools that I was giving to you probably are uh, tools that are much better and every day, single day is a new uh, tool that is coming and et cetera, et cetera. The reality is that you need to find, if I would be a startup now, I would say that do your research, see what other people are saying, uh, book a trial with a couple of, tools that you think that are the best solutions for you. Have that always in mind, that integration with other tools that you're actually going to use and give it a shot and don't complicate your life. Um, you don't need a tool for every sim uh, single, you know, like uh, component of your business, but where you can think that you can automate and you let the tools do your job um i think that's the best approach that, yeah, that, especially when you said it was like about, about devoting resources to where it needs to go um so there's no point in buying a tool for something that isn't a problem point is that like because that that is just adding extra components extra moving parts that you've got to keep track of when it's already functioning well so how do how do you go about how how did you go about identifying where the resources were needed like what what was your first step like what like did, was it speaking directly to customers or was it looking at data was it looking at the heat maps like you said or was it a, a combination of the three um well in the beginning i was looking at the data um and the data was in a way relevant and not relevant because we were switching the e-commerce platforms and the uh how it's called the process or for example the funnel was completely is completely different from um wordpress and shopify um and we kind of like took it step by step and coming back to your previous question can a startup can do it it can be a burden because every single tool is another paycheck that in the end of the month you need to pay um and your burning rate or your burning card is it's quite small, right? So you need to be careful how you're basically planning your resources. But we took, we, we, uh, what we basically did, we were taking step by step and we, uh, we saw that, okay, the main problem is email. The second one, we realized that the data here, where are the people dropping? Um, we realized that we need a heat map in order to build, for example, we were building a new website, so we had no clue how people are actually going to react to this new website, especially because it's such a dramatic change. Uh, so we invested in a um, in a heat map tool, and the next one was an SEO tool because we I, I wanted to know okay how my SEO is basically going to react to a completely new link structure, and from there we um, I mapped also the fact that okay I needed the loyalty system and I needed um, review system and that was about it and from there was kind of like we were adding it on the top end on the top end on the top 
It sounds like some of the tools ended up presenting, I don't want to say new problems, but new, new it helped you realize new things that you need to tackle. So like, so like the heat map, like, like the SEO tool. Is that a danger? Like, could you end up just snowballing with costs when it comes to the, the, the tools? Like, or is, is there going to be an immediate ROI on certain things? I think that it needs a lot of patience. Um, uh, immediately ROI. Um, rarely I found immediately ROI from one simple reason is that you need some time to kind of like snowball, you know, like you need people to actually to, re to react. I mean, like uh, imagine from you're going to receive an email, not from the moment that you're actually going to buy, but from the moment that you're going to receive the, the goods and you're still taking like a buffer period, right? So if I'm talking about the review system, um, I'm usually giving around three months. I don't know why, maybe that's 90 days. I, was, I, I think that's the, the minimum time frame that you can actually decide if that tool is okay or not. And we actually, if it's actually going to be more difficult or for example, we are calling some customers and we are asking them like, hey, what do you think about the emails that you're receiving? What do you think about this tool, for example, for the reviews and et cetera, et cetera. At the moment that we did receive negative feedback, we basically stop it. And the problem you as the CMO is that you're going to, Every day I'm probably receiving uh, an email saying that, hey, we want to help you with this new tool and we think that we can increase by 5x the return of investment and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm okay. I mean, the reality is that there are a bunch of them. So you need to be super careful. So I think, I think that seems like a good note to, to end things on there. Jana, maybe just one last thing. What is your, what's your, best piece of advice for people who are looking to build a 360 degree marketing solution like one one big overall way of approaching the task yeah uh, it's a good question probably any tool um so patience is definitely one you really need to have patience looking look inside your data and see what is working and what is not working and do a lot of a b testing these are basically the three pillars that I'm kind of like coordinating my entire career and my entire marketing efforts. Um, as long as you have this in mind, I think that everything is kind of like uh, going to develop from there. Um, and you really need to understand that also don't put all of the eggs in one basket, right? Uh, I'm seeing problems over and over with different clients and customers that are saying that, okay, Facebook is the right channel and I don't care about Google. And I'm like, no, you're not right. Do understand your customer, do a buyer persona. So buyer persona is that ideal customer. The one that if you, the one that you want to basically come into your shop, right? As long as you understand that ideal customer, everything is going to fall down, uh, fall perfectly. Excellent. Uh, well, hopefully we can help people find more of those perfect customers uh, with our conversation today. Uh, thank you very much for um, taking part uh, in this episode, Janet. Um, very, very interesting. And I think our, our audience will find it very useful. Um, I'm going to thank them for listening as well. And I'll be back soon with more CMO combos.